0: Before you jump into this episode, I want to put a date in front of you. Hey, it's Aaron from Real WW Talk, July 7th. Just for a second, I want you to visualize yourself on July 7th. How are you feeling? Do you have more energy? Do you have a brighter outlook? Or do you feel stuck? The time is going to pass anyway, and it's completely within your control how you feel in just a few short weeks. And as you come up with your goals, the things that you want to do to be feeling your best on July 7th, I want to recommend that you join our next Real WW Talk, Step It. July 7th is the last day of that step bet. It's actually going to begin on May 27th, Memorial Day. That's an easy day to remember. So, download that step bet app, place that $40 bet on yourself for accountability for your goals, and join us in the real WW Talk Stepping into Summer step bet. I think you'll be so glad you did. And come July 7th, you'll have an amazing feeling of accomplishment. Use the game code RWWT or look for the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get on to your episode. Welcome to Real WW Talk. It's the podcast of three diverse friends, Candace, Erin, and Ricky, who are following the Weight Watchers Plan. I'm the Erin part of the trio, and each week we talk about our health journey on WW. Now, sometimes it's something we've learned, maybe it's something we've struggled with, but the bottom line is there's no hiding or trying to make ourselves better than we are. It's just real talk. Because we can't change if we aren't willing to be real about what needs to change. On today's Real WW Talk, we're gonna talk about expectations. What are the expectations that you're coming to your health journey with? I mean, for us after all these years, we still have expectations that need to be managed. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. Are you ready? Let's talk. Hi, welcome to Real WW Talk. I'm Aaron. I'm Candice. And I'm Ricky. Ladies, it is good to see you. Candice, I know you uh, had a little jaunt away. How was your how was your time away? It was rainy. But we played,
1: my dad played Monopoly for the very first time, which I, that's like a crime that you've never played Monopoly.
2: So the rain forced
1: us to do some board games and we went to water country where it didn't matter that it rained because you're already wet from the water. So (laughs) all in all, I got my barbecue and played Monopoly. I'm not upset.
0: You know? Did you win Monopoly? I beat him. Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> I got Boardwalk and Park Place, and I showed him what it's like to have the high rent area. So uh, it <laughs> was fantastic there. to see his face. He's so like, awesome.
0: I, I never played this before. I said, no. Well, welcome. My brother always creams me with the hotels, but my strategy is I always buy on like the, the left side, like the cheap sides of the board. Cause I'm going to own all of that stuff because no matter where you land, you're landed on an Aaron Ashley property. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the joke is always, do you put money in free parking? That's like a big, mm-hmm. big controversy. I'm like, the things that get people heated. It's like, am I putting money there or not? I said, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, did you take the pictures? I know you posted one. Was that the I- only
0: picture just for Facebook or do you No,
1: I posted, I did, I did take more. I figured I wasn't going to inundate our Facebook page, but look at me here and look at me here. But <laughs> I did take pictures and I wore the swimsuit without a cover up, wow. And that was like bigger than the picture because I decided I was going to be, I don't know, Cindy Crawford, name Tyra Banks, some model, you know, just in my mind and walk yeah. down water country just in the swimsuit and yeah. didn't care. And I was proud of that. That was the first time. And I was
0: freeing. No one said anything. And I was fine. Good. at all like, what? That's you know what I have really loved seeing everybody posting their pictures in the real WW Talk Facebook group. I think that's just been it's been so wonderful. It's been so inspiring. And here's the thing too that I've noticed in every one of them, everybody has a smile, a Mm -hmm. big smile. Like I'm
2: proud of me smile and I love that. It's gotta be so freeing. I I hope you enjoyed not only taking the pictures and being a part of the pictures, but Having the freedom of just knowing that you can wear what you are comfortable in and enjoy your vacation and not feel the shame that you may have felt in the past.
1: Yeah, it was it was it was a it was probably a once very first time in my life that I challenged those feelings and didn't wear the cover up piece. Like I, you know, a few years ago I had taken the picture, but to take it without the cover up was like you know, whole new level. I love that.
0: Can I tell you though, I, we found a whole series of pictures, um, of my great grandfather, uh, his, my, my great, great grandma, great grandmother and a bunch of their friends. And they were all on the beach and they're all wearing bathing suits. No, no ups. One, just from a history piece to see these women out there in these bathing suits. One, I love it. Mm -hmm. I love looking at their bathing suits, but I don't know if they felt that way, you know, the way that we, I mean, women are women or women are women. We're all going to feel some kind of a way, right? Um, but I just I love having that bit of history from a hundred years ago, and here they are in their bathing suits, all yep, and see how they didn't write themselves out of history.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. it. There it is.
2: Yeah. I love it.
1: How about you guys? How was your week? How did you all do while I was gone?
2: Um, my week was good. I had some time off from work. I I did a couple of things during a couple of days for work, um, but I had a few days off and um, I just enjoyed relaxing, resetting. I did a big house clean, make, making sure that everything was just dusted and ready for summer to enjoy, you know, because I'm not doing any major trips or anything. I just want to when I'm home, not have to worry about, is there a dust bunny over here or, you know, any of that. But um, yeah, it's, it's been a good week and um, stayed the same. I was okay with that. Just with my adjustment of the new schedule, that's going to be kind of challenging, but um, you know, I'm, I'm learning to, to re, you know, love my kitchen again and then start cooking again. Um, so I think that's a nice kind of reset um that happened this week.
0: Um with all of the cleaning that you've been doing, do you find that that helps your mindset? Like I mm-hmm. when I, my desk is cluttered and my room is cluttered, it's like an outward sign of
2: my inward brain. Do you mm-hmm. feel better too? I do. Um I also have like, once I get these ideas in my head, I kind of have ADHD. Like when, before we got on, we were all chatting, but I was like, I got up a couple of times because I was like in the middle of reorganizing my books. So I'm, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, my books. Oh my gosh. Like my brain is, <laughs> it's kind of scattered in the process while I've got these ideas of how to kind of rework things in my house and reorganize. and, and mm-hmm. But I, yes, once everything, once I did the the major like clean, I felt... Really clear and good, but that just kind of perpetuated into like now I want to reorganize.
1: <laughs> it's it addicting.
2: it does <laughs> do
1: it. All you time. know what's funny I, I would for a, there was a period of time that I was obsessed with watching those cleaning videos on YouTube yes. where people would show you the process of them cleaning their house. As a way to motivate you. Oh, my gosh.
2: Do you like the ones, though, with the hoarder houses when they clean the hoarder house? I mean, those those are a little extreme. I can't do it when they're
1: cleaning the fridge out. like Because I get really grossed out, especially Mm -hmm. if there's, like, you know, bugs and stuff. But, I mean, the general just my house is a mess. It makes me feel less alone. Mm -hmm. And to Mm -hmm. see them go from, like, this is just in such disarray to, like, beautiful. They were saying there's actually some some really smart doctor who talked about the fact that your your space and how you leave it is an indication of how you are mentally
0: mm. like, at a time.
1: And I was like, well, that's not okay. okay.
0: <laughs> just, just I don't want my
1: I have a three-year-old. I blame him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one of the things about the cleaning, you know, when you watch those shows, a big part of it is letting go is all of the things that we've accumulated or maybe we just don't even see them and sometimes we don't even know what we have they don't even know what they have and all of the things so there's always like a little surprise like oh yeah i knew i had that and you're like you did not know you had that underneath that fourth pile of whatever right yeah
1: um
0: but having to be able to let go of things is a big part of the cleaning shows well,
1: like you know, often because you think that you have to you think that you're going to find a reason to need to need something mm-hmm. all the time. Like I can't let that go because I need that plastic bag because even though there's stuff in it, I could use it three years from now for mm-hmm. my son's shoes. And it's like, look, if you need a plastic bag, you can go and get a new one. Like you don't need to
2: keep this. Forever. But what if you got it when you were in England and you were in Harrods and you were mm-hmm. like, this plastic bag I mean William I mean <laughs> the sentimental silly. attachment that we assign to some of these things, I think is the problem, and I think mm-hmm. I am not a hoarder level at all, but i'm I'm like you know i i I could get there at the trajectory <laughs> going, you know like <laughs> but I think I do as, ascribe a lot of sentimentality to things that um don't need to. That's why I've I've talked about my closets before. I have three closets full of clothes and I can only wear about half of what's in one of them. I mean, if we're being real and there's just the desire to hold on to as much as I can until I, even if it's out of style, I want to just be able to fit into it one time before I get rid of it. Yeah, It's the hope. It's the
1: hope. Mm -hmm. It's like you're keeping hope alive. There's a hope that it will be used at some point.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: you know, that's that's difficult to let go of. It's by our joke in our house are the gift bags. I mean, we will keep gift bags that and use them three or four different times for for everybody in the family. And David will say, isn't it time to let it go? It's ripped. I'm like, no, because this person <laughs> needs it and they won't know look, it's time to let it go after it's passed the hands three times.
0: Okay. <laughs> My uh, my grandfather and he used to come and and his wife used to come every year and our gifts always went into a Bell South carry bag, huh. like okay Bell South is what <clears throat> is what AT and T used to be, so that just tells you how old that bag was, but. Now that bag though, was every Christmas, we waited for that Bell South bag to come out because we <laughs> knew there was treasure inside. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So that this actually really dovetails well into kind of what we're talking about. And that's expectations, setting realistic expectations mm-hmm. within our weight loss. And I think we've already just kind of touched on a point that maybe we hadn't intended to initially to touch on. But setting up a realistic expectation around weight loss means having to be willing to address the closet full of things that we have, whether it's the food, it's the cabinets, it's all those things, and and being willing to part with them and not look at some things and say, well, I'm going to hold on to that, or I'll be able to do this later. Or sometimes Mm -hmm. it means we've got to part with them completely, some foods, because they become trigger foods for us, then I don't think it always means like, I'll never be able to have this thing again. Do do you guys feel that way or? Yeah,
1: I think that's hard, you know, because I think when it's, uh, I think we talked about it a few weeks ago when it's something that at one point you could have Mm -hmm. and it didn't cause you any issues, but because Mm -hmm. of life and circumstance now that's no longer the case, even if it were to be that you just have to put it aside for a while, Mm-hmm. Not forever, but maybe just for a little bit. Yeah. I think that you're, I I can be very, very vested in what I want to be my truth. Not the truth. What I want to be my truth. Mm-hmm. And what the results are showing um, isn't my truth, is hard to swallow. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I think I want the thing more. And I have to really kind of look at the perspective of what is it getting me in yeah. the time? How is it serving me?
0: And sometimes my my truth is actually lies I'm telling myself. They're not truth yeah. at all, yeah. right? Like it, it, being able to say that too is this thing that we've, well, I've made up my mind and of course I'm always going to be right. But like we said before, no, you ain't always right. <laughs> well, I think all three of us in, in, in
1: various ways are, are pretty stubborn sometimes. And because my therapist says it, you use your intellect. And she said, my hardest clients are the smartest ones. The ones who are mm-hmm. so smart that they're stupid. And I was like, yep. okay. You <laughs> call me stupid. We don't even know. She's like, no, I'm just saying. Like, you're so smart that you're actually the hardest to get to the mm-hmm. result that you need because yeah. you'll justify your way out of everything, mm-hmm. even though you know that you're full of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, like you said, you're lying.
2: Yeah, I I would love to just to answer your question, Erin. I'd love to get to a point where it's less about me. completely eliminating a food or something. I think about sweets, like I'd love to look in the future and say like, oh yeah, I, I don't eat, you know, sweets anymore. I don't eat refined sugar anymore. But really what I realistically want is that I don't desire it at the same level. And it's not that I'm restricting myself. I just don't want it in the same way. I think that's the hardest thing because that's, a craving. It's it's a craving and it's something that's been developed over years and years of, you know, just giving into those cravings or, you know, having that in my diet. So craving it more. So I, I think that's the challenge, because I think we can try and restrict ourselves and say that, you know, make those expectations that I'm I'm going to eliminate this from my diet or that. And for me, I don't think that's realistic to say that for now. But I can minimize how much I'm having. And I like to think that that process would get me towards the point of not wanting it the same level I do now.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it does. Ricky, I found that for me with sweets, like you said, if you do kind of go a period of time without having as much that maybe the cravings go down. Mm -hmm. But like you, I sometimes wonder, what do I do with the things that that's never going to happen? Mm -hmm. What if it's that I never lose that intensity for it? I think of my father who he's a sweet person, just like I am. And all he does is just lament every time he's around sweets. You know, he's like, oh, that cake, man. When I tell you, I'd love to eat it. It's just going to blow me up. I'm just going to blow up. So you can't ever feel good eating anything sweet around him. He's going to go Look at that cake. Oh, it's going to blow me up. It's going to blow me up. And he hasn't had sweets in a while, so it, the 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 elimination of it hasn't changed his craving. But he's that's how he's choosing to deal with it is just to annoy everyone with him talking. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> you know, love you, Dad, if you're listening. You're <laughs> not. But you know, it's just that's the truth, though. I have to, and everyone yeah. has their way of coping, right? Like, how do yeah. you cope with
0: the truth of what your situation is? yeah mm-hmm. I well, you guys have heard me talk about this before, but I'll call it like food sobriety, donut sobriety or something like that mm-hmm. because I know that if I consume this food, it will lead me to other things that aren't good things and mm-hmm. one of my closest friends um is in recovery. he's twenty years free of uh, drugs and alcohol, and i I always think about him. He'll say that if I ever go back and do this one, the stakes are so much higher because um, I will just keep wanting more and more. And everything that I lose, everything that I lose out on by, by doing this. And while obviously eating a donut is not the same thing, but for some people, for some of us who have food addiction issues, we do have to treat ourselves as an addict and go, this food is not a healthy food for me because it will send me down a path that I should not go on. It'll send me down binging. And then the binging will lead to mental health pieces where I'm beating myself up. And sometimes I do think it's better to say, I'm not, I'm going to abstain from this food. And maybe it's, Maybe it isn't, I'm going to abstain from this food forever, but it's, I am going to abstain from this because I know what the outcome is going to lead to. And it's just not an outcome that I want for me. And this food actually isn't essential to me living, Mm -hmm. I think that's the bigger thing is like that food, whatever it is, is an essential for me right now or even ever. And that I can make that choice, mm-hmm. but it's having to get over the the temper tantrum that happens in the head where it says I'm depriving myself that I can't ever have this type of thing. And it's actually, you can, mm-hmm. you can have it and you're in power right now making a choice that this just isn't the right thing for me. And I will go eat something else right. in, in freedom.
1: And I think that's the key is I am empowered to say that while I can have this, I am choosing for myself not to because I feel better Mm -hmm. about myself and my choice and my life when I manage this and this is how I have to do it right now. Yep. You know, because I've always gone to punishment. I Mm -hmm. can't believe I can't have that. Mm -hmm. That's not fair because Ricky and Aaron get to eat it and I don't. And- no, I do. Take the power back. I choose mm-hmm. not to.
0: Yeah, feels better. I think that's the defining factor right there is I'm I'm in control of the choice. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing to do this for mm-hmm. me. Um okay, so uh, maybe another expectation. Um when you're when you're coming into the weight loss journey or you've been on the weight loss journey for a while because you know the expectations will change. I will tell you for me I've had an expectation. I've always been a crock pot, you know, somebody who kind of tends to lose weight on the slower side. But as I've gotten older, it's definitely even more on the slower side where I have to really be paying attention to um, not only to what I'm eating, but to how much I'm moving. I Mm -hmm. feel like, you know, WW should be able to do the program without needing to exercise. It's designed that way, but it's better with exercise and you're better. All of us are better with movement. Right. But if I want to see a change in the scale that week, I absolutely have to move. Like my expectation of, Hey, I used to, I used to like, I could fudge the numbers a little bit more. I don't have that same wiggle room Mm -hmm. anymore. And I've got to adjust that expectation for myself. Have you guys encountered this at all, in, or are you still young enough? <laughs> no, I'm definitely not. Not with the medicine making me. That's right. I'm older than you, Aaron, with mm-hmm. the medicine in my body. Yeah. <laughs> well, and remember, I've done I've done the medicine that mm-hmm. you're doing. Now, granted, I only did it for six months, mm-hmm. but that was it felt chaotic yeah. because at that point it was like, I'm just, I'm going to eat to live and keep myself healthy. And I can't even worry about the scale. I can't mm-hmm. even think about it. Is that mm-hmm. where you are? Yeah.
1: I think that the other piece though is the medicine and knowing that that's what's causing is hard. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. I'm like in one way, yes, I understand that it's necessary to keep me thriving and doing well, blah, 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 blah. But the side effects feel so unfair, <laughs> you know. For because I wasn't starting this already, you know, at a healthy weight and not having issues with food and all of that. You know what I mean. So that's it's it's that compounded. It's like adding another layer to something that was already a problem.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So having to figure out how to adjust to what you're talking about. Like I have to move. The biggest adjustment for me is I have to stay within the point structure. I mean, I always had to, but like when I was younger, I maybe had weeks where I could go over points and still Mm -hmm. lose. That's what I mean. I could nudge them a little bit. No, no, no. Like if (laughs) I must be honest in Mm -hmm. my tracking and the honest tracking needs to be within the limits and boundaries, I can't be like, I honestly tracked 150 points this week and then expect that the scale is going to like, be okay and give me a point two loss. It's going mm-hmm. to show that I ate 150 points if that's and I gained two pounds.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: giving me what I deserve. And I don't like mm-hmm. it because I like the little wiggle room that I had mm-hmm. before, you know, yeah. when I, I could kind of get away, like you said, with fudging the numbers or not putting everything in. Let's take a quick break.
0: Hey, quick question for you Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy?
2: I, th- I think I used to be able to get away with it a little bit more too, but honestly, like I don't know that it's because I'm older. I, like I've always been told, like wait till you get in your 30s, you're gonna going to be so much harder. Lose your weight now because it's gonna be harder in your 30s. Yes, but I was so much more active um, in my 20s. Like I did a lot more of, uh, you know, going to the gym, fitness classes, even just going to the gym doing elliptical on a regular basis. I had uh, was reminiscing with a friend the other day and we used to go walking almost every day. And and I had another friend, we would go to before we would go to grad classes, we would go to the gym, go to a spin class, and then we would sit in, in a grad class for three hours. I don't know how we made it through a grad class and didn't, you know, make the whole room pass out <laughs> after going to a, a fitness class. But like I, I mean, I was Active. I was moving a lot more. And I think that has definitely changed. I I don't have a gym membership now. I do have the Peloton. I have access to, you know, classes through that, but I'm still not using it every day. And I feel like there was something more so the walking than even the spin classes I used to go to. I feel like that consistency of just moving more helped me um, with the wiggle room. Well, and that
0: also raises, you know, your resting calorie burn rate as well, because you have more, more energy in there. So it all, I mean, it all plays, it all plays together. That's my whole goal is to get myself in such a good active shape that when I sit down, I'll actually burn more calories than if I had done squats. That's my dream. <laughs>
1: But you know, my question for us is now that we have this knowledge, you know, like we know the things that we just said, like, I know that I, Aaron, you know, you have to exercise, you know, Ricky, you got to do the different, it's like, have you changed though? Do you feel that mentally Mm -hmm. you have accepted that to be the truth or do you still have that expectation that you're working on letting go of? And what has that process been like for you to let go of what is no
0: longer because that's... I'll tell um, you that I hit like, I don't know what it was, DEF CON 5 in my head like two weeks ago. Um, And I was like, oh my gosh, nothing's going to change unless I change, right? I mean, now I already know that that applies to so many different things, but it was that holy moly, I've got, I've got some work to do. And, um, yeah, like it just, so, okay. I'm going to, I wasn't going to tell you guys this. Cause I was just going to like, you know, just do it. Right. Cause I think that's the thing is I can spend so much time talking, but I just need to do it. But so I recently got my own place. I've got my own place now. Haven't really told a whole lot of people that. So guess what? You now know that. And I went, the only thing in this place is me and I can treat this like my secret workout. Place That nobody knows how often or what I'm doing to work out. And so in three months when people see me, they could be stunned and surprised. Now I had the same plan at COVID, but I'm different now because <laughs> I've got more weight attached to it. But I was like, I just, you know what, I just want to be... I want to be the healthiest version of myself when I hit 50. I want to be the healthiest version of myself when I hit 45. And the only thing that's stopping me is, is me. And I just, I don't want that. And so Mm -hmm. I have been going back to like deep, deep roots of the meal prep, because I know now that I can make food that's just for myself, Right. I'm looking at the budget. I can always tell when my weight's out of control because my budget is out of control. I can look at my food budget and know that my weight is also bonkers. I don't know if anybody else can do it, but I that's that's yeah. definitely me. Absolutely. my weight is not in control when my food budget's in control so, mm-hmm. or, or out of control. So all of that's coming back in control. I've got my planned meals. I know what I'm having. I've got things portioned out. And I, I also recognize too, that I spend more time on Pinterest looking at recipes and looking at food things, but I don't do that for exercise. And so I've, because you know what you think about is what you become. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I need to start thinking more about about being fit and fitness and so that's if you go to my Pinterest board and pull stuff up it'll either be um a bible quotes or somebody lifting weights I'm just laughing because I'm just
1: having this image, you know, with food. I'm looking like, oh my gosh, I would totally make that. I'm trying, thinking of you now, going, look at that lunge. Oh, she's getting that lunge. I'm gonna I'm gonna that, lunge. that she is getting that squat
0: on. <laughs> I'm getting that squat. I'm like form, form, form. So I'm gonna just do this. That I'm gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, um, uh, you know, don't. We're gonna get now. The three of us are gonna get together and do a little little breakfast thing. So you don't expect anything then. Yeah. But in three months when we see each say, other, we yeah. go to your house and you're like, hey, and you're doing like jumping jacks. <laughs> Jackson, seven, seven,
1: seven. No food today. Right. <laughs> like, hey, can we start this? That's
0: right. <laughs> but like the whole thing of setting up your environment, like all of like all of those things, like absolutely, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like, it just it was just like a thing in my like not desperation, but like, no, this is my choice. I'm doing this. Yeah, done. It reminds me of a- all of us when we set our mind to doing to, doing something. We get it done. Ricky, you have set your mind to cleaning and you're like, don't even want to half be here because you want to go over and organize those books, right?
2: I do. Um, That's all I can think about.
0: (laughs) See? So it's like, it's that same thing when it comes to, it's like when we make it, when we decide to make the change for whatever, boom, we're in, we're Mm -hmm. locked into it. And this could be
1: seen as kind of like a negative quote, but I remember somebody used to post on the old Weight Watchers boards, all those eons ago, when there was a Weight Watchers board, uh, not Connect, um, but they said, they had in their tagline, it said, my biggest enemy is me and I can take her. And Mm. I love that. Obviously, you're like, you know, someone got on them and like, don't call yourself an enemy. It's like, but I get what she's trying to say. Yeah. I know that I am the thing that's holding me back. Yep. And I have been strong and overcome that before, and Mm -hmm. I can do it again. Yeah. And I think reminding ourselves of the times, because you can put, if I were to ask all of us to go back and say, when was the time that I pushed back against my excuses and powered through? I always felt better when I did it.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: because I did it before I can do it again. So mm-hmm. I think
0: that's another expectation for ourselves is mm-hmm. having to expect that we may have to push back against our own selves mm-hmm. and maybe not even a negative way. Cause I remember when I first started the journey and I was going, I was going out for the, for my walks and I'm like facing this hill. I remember saying to myself, you can do this Aaron, because the Aaron of you in three months is going to thank you for doing this. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so in some ways, like you kind of Befriend the person that you are now to become the person that you want to be with gratitude that both of you are working together to get to where you want to go. Future mm-hmm. Aaron needs you
1: to show up, future yes. Ricky needs you to show up. Yeah. Candace it's, from November needs you there.
2: Right yeah. now. It's it's so hard because I know today, for example, I went for It was a two-mile walk. It it definitely, there was a lot of stopping along the way, a lot of like looking at nature because we walked around a pond and it was such an enjoyable walk though. And I I think everyone had a good time and it was good to get the steps and I hadn't done a walk that was that long in in a while. And it's like the barrier. What is the barrier for me doing that on a weekday? And I know what it is. It's me, (laughs) you know, just like you're saying, Erin. It's like, I have to... Get over that hump of saying, I don't want to, and just do it because once I do it, I'm so grateful I am. And I know, like you're saying, my future self will be so grateful to be able to say, I did this, I'm doing this consistently, it's getting easier, all of those things that that come along with being healthy and, and walking consistently, but It's just, it's so much easier on a day like today when I can go at 8.30 in the morning and don't have anywhere to be after that. (laughs) Yeah, Making plans to do that on a day when I've been at work all day and who knows what has happened. is a whole nother story. But you know,
1: that's the reason why, and I'm not certainly not advocating for people doing like the 75 hard challenge or something. The reason why people like those types of things where there's like, this is what you need to do every single day is because it's supposed to help you with getting rid of, the excuses that you may make not to do it. It's like, mm-hmm. this is what I've committed to do. This is the parameter and I must do it every single day without a challenge. You know, I, I don't think that you need a structured program like that to do it. But even if you were to say internally, like, you know, I, Aaron, you just always come to mind when you started with walking, you know, that time when you were like, I just, I walk in the morning, I walk in the evening and I turn off my phone and it, if it's rain, I, that's just what I do and one day i don't know if it was a monday or a saturday after weigh in or if it was just a random thursday it's just what you did and you stopped with the excuse and that that became a it became a habit it yeah became,
0: and yeah. you know that yeah. habit for me came out of I need to step away and I need to do something good for myself. And I know that exercise helps with mental health.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it also came out of a space too where I was like, I just need to be gentle with myself. Mm-hmm. And so 4 p.m., I need to create separation between me and work, close the lid on the laptop. I put on my shoes and I started looking forward to that every day going and doing that that walk. And you see how you don't even know what day do what day was it a Saturday or was it just it didn't even, matter because you were
1: like it, in that
0: moment. I it was it. a Monday. It was a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday because I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm cutting work. I'm cutting work off because I need to step back and I need to step away. So that came out of a positive, like, mm-hmm. hey, I need to create space for myself to do something good for myself. And this is the, and it wasn't. It wasn't. I'm. It was not. I'm going to go out and get sweaty. I'm going to go burn. I'm like, no. I'm just. I'm, I'm going to go walk for my brain and what would make my brain happy right now is just to go observe nature and be in nature. Now I'm exercising for my body. Like my, my switch in my brain was like, I'm going to exercise for my body, which means I'm going to go a little bit, I'm going to go harder. I know that I need to feel my heart rate pick up. I know I need to feel some sweat. I hate that. I hate it. 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 But, um, I know that it makes my body feel good and I want a strong body I, my, you know, the, the, the grandkids, my niece and nephew, they're getting heavier to pick up. And I'm like, I want to, if they run and jump at me, I want to catch them, Mm -hmm. you know, and I want to be able to lift them over my head. And, you know, the same way daddy does. And I'm like, I, there's no way my brother's beating me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you're bigger than your excuses. We all are, you know, you're stronger than you're bigger than your excuses. and, And, and I think we just have to keep that in the forefront yeah you know
0: so yeah. i so i think that's a really even a great thing to be able to add to our expectations mm-hmm. is we will also expect to fail on this journey right and actually i think we sometimes in the weight loss journey it's it's the we've talked about this being scared of success and will we be successful doing this, but exactly what you just said, Candace, is, you know, how do you want to pick yourself up? How do you want to move forward with how do you fail forward? That's how amazing. do you fail forward? Oh, that's, perfect.
2: that's yeah,
0: perfect. I love that. I love it. Well, I think that's a great place to end. How do you want to fail forward as you create expectations for yourself on the journey? And maybe you'll, you'll, you're going to be surprised at what you're able to do. Maybe at what you don't want to do anymore. And it's okay to draw a line and say, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to be this person. And I can choose to do something new. I can choose to be something different because I'm creating a future. I'm not repeating a past. Mm-hmm. I think those are those are important things for us. Well, um, we hope that you have a great week. We'd love to see you in the Real WW Talk Facebook group. Uh, just search Real WW Talk on Facebook. And then same thing on Instagram and our podcast and YouTube. The podcast, by the way, is just the audio version of the, the YouTube video. Not that it makes it any less, <laughs> but at least just to set some expectations.
1: If you want to see our lovely faces, see yeah. it on YouTube. But also listen to us in the podcast when you go on your
0: walks. When you go on your walks. And get you get to the laptop at 4 p.m. and to go for your walks. That's it. All right. Have a great week and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.